0: One of us needs and appreciates all your support.
1: Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad talking to you about a new Amazon series premiered last week. Dating myself. The Underground Railroad, based on a novel by the double Pulitzer Prize for Fiction winner, Colson Whitehead. The Underground Railroad is a project directed, and I guess it would be showrun, by Barry Jenkins. Yes, the Barry Jenkins of Moonlight. It covers 10 episodes of an escaped slave from Georgia with her friend Caesar trying to make her way to freedom. Very simple premise, incredibly complicated, and honestly straightforward issues and truths that hit extremely hard. But I won't be talking about this by myself. I have someone who I've allegedly claimed to always have the trains running on time, Melina.
2: (laughs) Indeed you have. Hello. I don't feel like making jokes right now. I'm very sad.
1: And that's good. That's a good way to feel. Very cathartic. And maybe we should be sad and confront those type of things together in a healthy way. But the best way to do that is through song. And through any good song, you're going to need some pitch-perfect harmony.
3: Aw, thank you. Glad to be here. Not totally happy to watch the show, but (laughs) glad to be here. (laughs) I need a hug. (laughs)
1: Absolutely group hugs all around for everybody Uh, however you do that on zoom i'm sure someone will make an app for it we have a fourth person with us today this is his debut recording with with me at least find out how he felt about it on his twitter later probably we got michael van slick with us hi there
0: thank you for having me power to the people
1: So we have Cora, who is raised on a Georgia plantation, who serves under this low-key kind of uh, keep-the-gears-turning, keep-your-thumb-over gross but silent oppressive nature of a slave master who suddenly dies. And his brother comes in and says, there's going to be some new type of running things going around here. And what he means by that is extreme corporal punishment, You will be treated like the product that the state of Georgia says that you are, and there will be no remorse or empathy towards any complaint towards being that product. Disgusting man, really. Uh, The juxtaposition between both of these slavers being absolutely um, despicable, disgusting, gross, I I need a thesaurus people was brilliant, I thought, because discussions of the past had a lot of people going, Oh, wasn't Benedict Cumberbatch a good man in 12 Years a Slave? No, he owned people and separated families. Pay attention. This vision from Barry Jenkins does not leave stones unturned when it comes to exposing that kind of history that has gone so ignored. I clearly love this. And I'm going to stop my rant so we can hear from some people who are actually educated on this history as well. What did you all think of? The underground
3: railroad i was a little stressed out because i did not catch that it was an actual railroad <laughs> until i was like into it like i remember watching reading the previews like oh yeah underground railroad okay yeah it's, it's gonna be more documentary style is what i originally thought going into it and no <laughs> an actual train and i was like wait what what so that was that was probably the I was already kind of off my my kilter a little bit, off kilter from the very beginning, just not really knowing where I was going with this, but it's a powerful show.
2: The, when it first opened and they did uh, that title sequence in the beginning and they show the literal train, I was like, oh, that's really neat for a title sequence. I totally see the metaphor that you got going there. Only when the actual train <laughs> shows up later, I was like, wait, huh? Yes, and- <laughs> exactly. And, you know, not because I wasn't interested in the show, but because I was like, I need to know what it is I'm watching because it's not anything like I thought. I went and did a, I just went to this, you know, Wikipedia rabbit hole where I was looking up the book and the author and all the stuff that he was tackling and how he wanted to tell the story, how Barry Jenkins wanted to tell the story. And uh, the author described it as he woke up one morning and he was kind of still coming out of his dream and he had this random thought where he thought, where he said to himself, what if the Underground Railroad was an actual railroad? That would be interesting. And he ran with that. And he ended up making, you know, the Pulitzer and National Book uh, Award winning uh, book, which I, if nothing else, I'm like dying to go read this book now. But yeah, here we are with the adaptation and not lighthearted entertainment. But I think despite the fact that I know not everyone is going to have an easy time watching this, I would feel irresponsible, not recommending it to absolutely everyone.
0: Yeah. I had a little bit of an unfair advantage over uh, you two watching this because <clears throat> um, I had just listened to pieces of an interview with um, Jenkins on um, NPR. Uh, he was talking to Terry gross about the, the, the miniseries and about some of the uh, artistic and storytelling choices and that's when I learned that this was set in a in a, in an alternate universe where the underground railroad railroad was a literal railroad underground, and I also knew because so I could anticipate that something like this was going to happen is that as our characters go to the different states, every state has a different way of dealing with um, the uh, the issue of of black people in America.
3: And all of them suck at it. <laughs> and all of them suck. No one's good at it. <laughs> no one's good no. at it.
0: No, because they all, they all start from the same basic flawed premise, and that is white supremacy. And everything that every one of the states does is in furtherance of that
3: premise.
2: And I do love that um, a lot of these different states, they, they kind of play almost like... Um, they almost play like dream sequences in a lot of ways where not only because of just the unbelievably gorgeous and contemplative way that it's shot. Um, but because it, there's a few things that that happen and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about what they are, but there's clearly a lot of uh, metaphors for things that happened not just in that time period, but uh, more than a century later. And it's kind of, Like, they took all of uh, these very infamous events and just kind of brought them into this one-time period to kind of illustrate how, you know, the train to freedom, so to speak, you know, it did not end with, it did not end with slavery, it continues on, and it, unfortunately, the, the scars are timeless. It took me a while to kind of really get my head around the full scope of that metaphor. I'm still unpacking it. Um, but that is definitely the point, And I think what makes this so unbelievably smart.
0: Um, one of the things that I was uh, noticing about um, this kind of going with what you were saying about how these issues s- still continue to century century later is I was looking at some of the some of the characters as metaphor and I'm like. Yep, those are conversations that we have in the black community. Yep, the, that debate between these two characters is a conversation that we're still having in the black community. It, f- it felt both historic and very contemporary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe in, in a particular way, because I am from the black community, so I, I have been in living rooms, you know, having some of these discussions uh, to this day. How do we make our way and be seen as equals in a culture built from the ground up on white supremacy and and even people who who think that they're allies who think that they're helping us are maybe proceeding with that help from a white savior white supremacist oh we'll we'll lift you up but in the way that we think you should be lifted up um that that kind of issue which is still is still a, a an issue and it's a huge problem for allyship of not falling into that.
2: I really adored like that that sequence that you're talking about with the two people having that debate. Oh my god, that was just so powerful. And I'm like, those two actors, I didn't have time to go look them up because I watched uh the last uh two episodes today and i was like i just do not want to turn this off because if i do i am going to kind of emotionally come down and that does that's not what i want to do so i didn't want to go and look who up, uh look up who they were uh so hopefully somebody will put that in the the details uh on the on the review when it comes out on the site uh but that's the other thing about this the performances i think every single person here Not only did they knock it out of the park, but I think every single person had to probably drink like twenty bottles of water a day because everybody is so emotional through this.
3: Emotional and numb, which is which is interesting. Like there's there's this level of like straight up disassociation that I think some of the actors have must must have to gone through. You know, just because some of it is so hard to watch and so hard to put yourself just speaking from somebody who's done acting in the past that that's really hard to put yourself in a place of just trauma you know and um really impressed with the performances like you said it's it it hinges on that like some of its like some of like the, the more kind of dreamy aspects where um everybody's just like staring s- straight on to the camera as he pans through um it's like you could honestly like be like okay that's ridiculous but because it's so raw mm-hmm. for lack of a better word um it's it's really draws you in i mean like yeah no absolutely i get it yeah. <laughs> all right as much as i can anyways yeah. so
2: every one of those moments feels earned
3: right right
1: Do y'all have any favorite characters
3: it's hard. <laughs> I I that's really hard cuz they're they're all really important. They're are characters yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, look, it's cheaty And I can't help but not say that. And I feel terrible <laughs> that every time I, I uh, he came on the screen and I was like, "Oh, it's cheaty I was like, "No, wait. It's not Cuz we don't even remember his character's I remember name. Sc- it's, 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 uh, it's, I believe it
0: was uh Royal.
3: Royal yeah. Oh, yeah. Royal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's Royal. right. It was Royal. Right, Royal. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, Cheety." <laughs> <That's, that's laughs> but because I think I was trying like to, to protect my heart, <laughs> right? A little bit. It's like it'll be okay. Oh no, it's not okay.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs>
3: no,
1: I thought he certainly stepped out of that. Yeah. Oh, not that he's ever been typecast. I don't believe. No. It. But uh, I don't think I've seen him in enough things. That character.
3: I don't think I've seen him in enough things to like typecast him. I was just like happy to see him for a second, and he was so charming and and sweet and this too. To and then yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. Life sucks. I
0: think I like Cora herself.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. I think I
0: think she was probably my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um with all her flaws, with all her pounds and pounds of trauma mm-hmm. that she is dragging through that railroad with her. Mm-hmm. Um and and trauma is is something that uh that it, it's this sort of made that clear in a way that had been more abstract to me before, even as even as a, a, a black American. Um there was one scene early on, and I can't remember the details of it, but someone was uh Oh, I think someone was removing someone from a slave cabin, which was all the home that they'd ever known, and the person was freaking out, and the the big, you know, burly, fat white overseer was just kind of staring saying they're looking at her have a meltdown. And it occurred to me, oh, my God, how many times have white people, bosses, um, overseers, teachers, police, seen black people acting out of a normal human trauma response, but interpreted that as, oh, well, this person is just clearly a wild person who's undisciplined and can't control themselves.
3: Or inf- Or infantile.
0: Or infantile, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: you know, not recognizing, oh, you're, you're watching someone have a trauma reaction, but apparently we don't get to be traumatized. We just have to suck it up. And and just like anybody, we can break. You know, and this 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 show showed kind of different ways that that happens because we see several people just break.
2: Yeah, and people around them—it's like they see that, and they have this blinder that they put on themselves, where they're like, "Well, look—they're not even—they're not even people, for God's sake! Why are you freaking out like that? Why are—why are you another white person even suggesting that there's anything wrong with that?" Or why are other black people upset about what we're doing? It's like, if you're a free black person, and why are you upset about what's happening to slaves? Because for God's sake, they're slaves. That's just their place. And it's just kind of this, it's this insane rationalization that there are points where you're like, God, you know, if I came from somewhere else, or maybe if I was just an alien and found this, like, and found like this signal in space, I'd be like, that is so ridiculous. Who thinks like that? then you just be Let's like you
3: come from orbit yeah <laughs>
2: exactly and then you're like yeah welcome to the human race and the very very ridiculous and just unbelievably infantile ways that we rationalize atrocities
0: and that's huge is that it's it, it's important for the dominant group of of any kind of oppression to rationalize why the people they are oppressing Deserve it or why they're doing why they're the ones who are in the right or, you know, just there's got to be some kind of a a mental gymnastics to be able to sleep at night Mm -hmm. when you're when you're part of the system, even when you're just a beneficiary of it to just say, well, this is really for the best.
2: Yeah, it's like we can't do this any other way. (laughs) It's like Clearly, you've thought about this a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and hence the Confederacy. Yeah. We can't do this any other way. What do you want us to do? Let them free? <sighs> you know, oh, it, was, it was it was simply not an option. Yeah. Because of their premise.
1: I implore everybody, make it to the penultimate episode, because that is highlighted very much and discussed in a way I've never seen put to film before, where... Uh, The slaver Joel Edgerton is giving his proclamation of how he failed God by letting these cattle, I'll just say, he has lots of words for slaves, think they could rise up to his level. Oh, and how sad it was for him that he failed God in his mission. Shut up.
3: Yeah,
1: just... which is the appropriate response. And how it's filmed during his dumbass speech
2: yeah.
1: is sensational.
2: It was like watching someone's Twitter rant where you're like, oh, my God, this person right. thinks that they're being smart. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right, well, thanks a That's lot, a Mr. David. Thanks a lot, Mr. David Duke. I'll take that into consideration.
1: The uh, The horror of it being that this isn't a, a single mind's thought process, but rather an entire state
0: an entire nation because he kept going on about the American imperative, the American imperative. We have to spread across the, con- the, yes, the manifest destiny. We've got to spread across the continent and subdue people. And the ones we can't subdue, we have to eliminate. And in that you can hear the echoes of, of some of those States that we see. You can hear the echoes of the, the Confederacy and of Jim Crow and you can even hear the echoes of German crowds in 1936 cheering. It's just, you know, it's all the same thing.
2: Yeah, it's a very specific and it's it's specific and yet universal psychology of human beings, especially when you get them into a group of people and that groupthink just completely takes over. And yeah. people are like, well, how could anyone have allowed themselves to go along with that? And I'm like, that's the danger of groupthink. Because it just totally it shuts down the voice of the individual to where they will not even bail out themselves if they have any misgivings. They'll be like, "Well, clearly everyone else can't be wrong."
3: And there's a there's a great I I say great, but the episode with the Irish housekeeper um, really kind of highlights this idea of of us versus them. Like it's just so ingrained in everything our culture in the u.s has done that as soon as this person had the opportunity to be like aha see i'm i'm not you know i'm 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 trying to get in with 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 you guys they make a huge mistake and out of this need of being part of that that ruling class but but She was never going to be welcome in.
0: She was never going to be allowed in there Mm -hmm. because peak white supremacy is figuring out how to be racist against other white people. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what they did to the Irish.
2: Yep. Well, I mean, anybody who wasn't, you know, the white Anglo Saxon Methodist, I mean, go watch gangs of New York and you're going to learn all about the, you know, the, the boroughs and the fact that they, they subjugated people who looked like them and, They were like, yeah, well, whatever, you know, you're white, but you're not the good kind of white. So, you know, get -hmm.
3: get the right kind of white. Yeah,
2: get your butt over to where you can hang out with your own people. And I'm like, oh, boy.
0: (laughs) Because we have to feel better than someone else.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm.
3: Because at that moment, they're not making fun, they're not attacking, you. I mean, and I guess in, in her, you know, I can only kind of speculate yeah. what the what the character was thinking of it. Like, they're not attacking me, so I must also attack these other people to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's a real, that's a real thing that you'd get that from, like, middle school. Like, if the mm-hmm. if, if kids are making fun of the other kid, you make fun of that other kid to to risk to, you're to a target. not be, be a target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, it's it's like it's like a pack mentality almost. It's like mm-hmm. you don't want to be amongst the weak because then you will be seen yeah. as weak. But I do love exactly. the one two punch of that whole thing with her where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, see, I'm one of you now and I'm like, "Hey, guess who they're coming for next?"
3: Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. exactly what happened. Very, very... Well filmed. As oh well. yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. As,
3: we, as we talk about everything but the actual. Film. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was. It was. It was painfully well filmed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It. Uh, you know. And as a, as a black person again, I was thinking, how much of this is in my direct lineage? How many of my forebears actually had to stand there and watch this?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and then we start to go into multi generational trauma,
3: mm-hmm. which is a
0: whole another conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah. ending the uh, story with the story of her mother, I thought, oh. that's an odd place. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. It all kind of makes
2: perfect. sense. Yeah. 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 It is a beautifully heartbreaking bookend. It is. Yes.
0: Beautifully heartbreaking. That's a great way of putting it.
3: Thank you. And that actress yeah, who Mabel. plays Mabel, yeah. the, the mother, is like wow. uh, her her cheekbones could like cut a man's throat like she's just fantastic her cheekbones that
0: yeah. job line she's like otherworldly. She's uh,
3: she's you. almost like, almost yeah almost like like uh, she's
2: yeah. like angelic you she's just like are can't you take your eyes off of her yes. huh?
0: yeah it's like are yeah. you a goddess is, is that it? are you, is it, are you it, just walking amongst us
3: <laughs> <laughs> we try desperately to grasp it and make this okay somehow <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because uh, Mabel is a, a goddess to her child, Cora. Mm-hmm. Yes. Their parent is God to them. That's yeah. the first thing they learn about truth. Yeah.
2: In the very limited screen time in the grand scheme of things that she has, and I'm not going to go into why, but she I was just so in love with that character you know she's so to her. so nurturing she's so kind she's so and she's really strong she has just this incredible integrity about her and this and this beautiful quiet strength that you know she knows she can only go so far with given her position but she's just so magnetic you're like i could watch a whole series just about you and
1: yeah, if this was on hbo we'd probably be getting that yeah. and it would be terrible <laughs> it would
2: be awful <laughs> i don't know how much strength i have but <laughs> i like
0: and even she had her limits. So many of these uh, stories that we see about slavery, the, the black people are always strong. They're all, they keep their spirits up. They pull each other along. You know, no, we got to, you know, we got to stay together. We, we can't let masses see us cry. But sometimes there are limits and you just, you can't go anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes your mind collapses in on itself. And the people who are oppressing you have no sympathy for that. You know, you're costing them money.
1: The sequences of the uh, punishment, the corporal whipping—I've never seen a film that way before. Because usually, that's a moment of "I'm not gonna break."
3: One solitary tear. One yeah. solitary
0: yeah. manly tear. Yeah.
1: But in this series, uh, whipping looks horrifying, and that's the point. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, you're gonna scream.
2: Yeah. There's no disnifying whipping here. No. <laughs> <Disney-fying>. <laughs> <sighs>
0: yeah there's there's no nobility in that suffering it's just horrid
2: absolutely not
1: denzel washington and Gloria. yeah, that's oh, I was thinking of. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were washington all thinking goes. of
0: that scene and uh,
1: harmony we we do need to get into our final thoughts here uh, please if you'll lead us
3: i think this is a really important um uh limited series to watch as I, I don't know quite the difference between a miniseries and a limited series but you know we'll i'll figure that out someday um it is beautifully shot, it is engaging. it is hard to watch though like it is it is it it is it is fresh trauma that is just as real to the people in the show that I think it is that for people watching it it's it's in power power to them for for drawing enough people into a, a a series like this that pe- we can have these kind of conversations. Um so I I highly recommend it. Um is it perfect pretty close <laughs> but it, but uh I think anything has room for improvement. So I'm going to give this uh 9 out of 10 shots of whiskey I desperately need.
1: <laughs> All right, Melina.
2: Um Yeah, I wanted to go for the whiskey too. Uh, I went for the gummy bears instead. I thought that was probably a healthier choice. Um, But I, yeah, this, the word, you nailed it. The word is important. This is such an incredibly important story. And I know that there are people out there who are probably just looking at the idea of something like this. And the fact that there's almost 10 hours of it, they're like, I can't do this. I don't want to see trauma porn. I can tell you from watching this This is an absolute must-watch, and when you talk about trauma stories, this is how they should be told. There's no exploitation, they don't lean into the torture, it is very matter-of-fact. It's impossible to say that torture can be tastefully portrayed, so I will, I'll let people, uh, think of a better way to say that on their own, but you know what I mean. Like it's
3: just as long enough where it's not gratuitous, but it's gratuitous enough where it makes an impact.
2: Yeah. This isn't trauma. This isn't Grindhouse. This is just very true to life. And it's, there's no, the right way to tell this is not to, is not to, uh, to uh, not saturate, but not to dilute it. And I think that, yeah, the acting incredible. Every shot is just this beautiful haunting work of art that you would want to have as a screensaver, except the fact that there's human atrocity happening in almost every one of them. This is so much- it's so much to unpack, it's so much to think about, and that is exactly what you want from something like this. Something that really makes you think, and really makes you just have a raw emotional reaction. Oh my god, I can't really- I can't say enough about this. Maybe in two years I'll be able to go back and watch this again, but I, I absolutely will at some point. And I would love to read the book. Absolutely want to read the book. I'm going to give this nine out of ten bags of okra seeds.
0: All right, Michael. Okay, you stole my okra seeds, so... Damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to think of something else while the while Russians. I talk. Uh, um,
2: <laughs>
0: curses. Oppression. Um, oh,
2: my God. <laughs> you appropriated
0: my okra seeds. I
2: am a monster.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but... Uh, But I do absolutely agree with you that this is uh, this is a must watch. At the same time as I I was watching it, though, I do recognize that there is a whole segment of Americans, particularly white Americans, who will hate this because they don't like this story being told. And the better the story is told, the less they like it. Um, They tend to take it personally. They think it's all about them. So yeah, everybody should watch this, but there are some people just be aware that who are going to react negatively because they they want the story suppressed. They they you know, oh, why are you dwelling on this? Well, cuz it's still relevant.
2: We don't review for those people.
0: Right. <laughs> but um but everyone else, yes. I mean, it you don't binge it. First of all, just do yourself a favor and give yourself breaks between these episodes you're going to need them. Um, but they are well worth watching, and then thinking and talking about. As you also mentioned, Melina, it's just, you know, it's beautiful both in just the, the the beauty of the countryside and of the people, but but it's also so so artfully framed in terms of the violence that the that whole culture is uh, that whole society is built on. Every frame of painting. But they're paintings by Hieronymus Bosch.
3: So <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> okay.
0: And yeah, and it was. Uh, I'm. I was so glad that I sat down and watched it. Um, it's something I will definitely recommend to my mom because she and I have have these um, social political conversation. Harmony's listened in on them many times, um, over and over again. And uh, I I definitely love to to sit and talk talk about this this sort of thing. Um, with her, and and with other people of color, I don't know as many as I'd like, uh, who I'm not related to. But it's it's a good it's a good conversation starter. So, um, I I really loved it, and I too would give it nine out of ten. Uh, filthy little collaborators, <laughs> <laughs> and when you see it, you'll know who I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, what well, shit.
0: Yeah,
1: filthy little collaborators named Homer, played by Chase Dillon. Yeah.
2: Who is so ad- adorable. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I know he's a little brat. He's, but he's so, so adorable
0: cute. in his menace. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's menacing and adorable. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was terrified
1: in that second episode when he was stalking through that. Dude, the uh, museum? Did yeah, Jesus. The museum, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, what a cute little hat he has.
2: I'm going to knock I that see- hat off your damn head. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it was like, someone's got to
0: get rid of this kid.
1: So I'm just going to echo everything you all have said. Uh, This is an annual watch for me now. I didn't grow up with a lot of empathy, so learned a lot by reading and watching shows about other people. So this absolutely is going to work its way into my annual revisits. This is a 10 out of 10 for me. Barry Jenkins, I can't wait to see your next project. I like that we compared his work to Scorsese. I know he hasn't done a ton of work yet, but absolutely an apt comparison, Melina. And very excited for the future of this cast. Yeah, these collaborators, a two-time Pulitzer winner, Colson Whitehead, uh, let's make it three, hat trick on that third book. I'm excited for that also. So yeah, please uh, go out and read this uh, this author and uh, watch this series. Very hard watch, as we said, but you should you should try and watch it. Being sad, it's completely okay. A message from inside out, it's okay to be sad. Learn something. Learn empathy, if anything. And if you watch this with older kids, or if you are an older kid watching this with siblings, and they want answers, it's okay to say, I don't know. And to go to people who have these answers. Like Michael, you're very well knowledge as you've expressed throughout this whole review on this type of thing. And go to the Michaels of the world Uh, visit your local library use the internet for something else so yeah 10 out of 10 from me let's go 10 out of 10 railroad tracks choo choo full steam ahead
0: (laughs) that's perfect